0: podcast you are currently listening to is called Bad Play Style, in which we all play the same video game and then talk about it, during the course of which we will swear a ton and probably spoil every single aspect of the video game. Welcome to Bad PlayStyle. My name is Matt, and this is the second time we're doing this intro. Um, <laughs> this is this is Bad PlayStyle, uh, the podcast that we call a book club because there's no other name for the thing that we do. Nope. Um, so we're just going to call it A Bad PlayStyle. Uh, with me, as always, is uh, my good friend Owen. Hello. And my good friend Keenan. Hi there. Uh, and this week, we are not week. It's never, I always, fl- there's, it's not this a week. It's cool, man, this time frame. Our missing, our
1: missing introduction was funnier than this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we well, you promise you.
0: you. You know what? They're never going to hear it. Nope. So, um, now put it in at the end. <laughs> uh, the, we. I'm not going to make them listen to the introduction twice. We did uh, In Other Waters, which was a charming little game that I'm very excited to play. Uh, or not play, but talk about. Oh, my God. Um, and uh, But before we can talk about that, we got to talk about what games we've been playing. Uh, and I've been playing a shitload of Vermintide 2 because Dark Tide's trailer dropped. Um I, I realized, after yeah, I said that, you that, that wanted you wanted
2: that feeling so you I could wanna, be excited on that other feeling.
0: I want to feel the feelings. and and um previously, for those of you who are familiar with uh, Vermintide, maybe a little bit, I had been very afraid of ever playing the shade, which is the dark elf class for the elf. Mm, yeah, and yeah the shade is always all about getting in people's backsides uh, and instantly slaying them with crits. Mm-hmm. um and i was always like wow that's like way too high performing for me but now i can just do it and it's really fun um
2: it's got a really... different feel to it but once you get it it's there well yeah. yeah
0: um and i'm just you know turning invisible all the time and stabbing people uh it's good times uh that game is hard which i like but yeah uh, it's not unforgiving um so i've been playing a lot of that uh i installed uh genshin impact oh boy um, and I've played about twenty minutes of it. It is <laughs> I feel like if it, it it's like when anime and like anime aesthetics and how busy they were allowed they are allowed to be and mm-hmm. still be like fine. I feel like it's when you you remember someone from high school and you remember them being cool and like a cool person to hang out with, and then you hang out with them and it's like Oh, shit. Like, oh, no, I can't. I don't don't actually want any of this. I can't do that. I don't want to hang out with you anymore. (laughs) Make a reference. Uh, Yeah. I feel like anime has like passed me by. Like this. I feel the same way about like Pokemon designs where they're all just way too busy and there's just way too many things going on and there's way too many straps. Yeah. And and like, like Gen gen 6, 7 Pokemon, I just
2: don't. I don't like them. That's why like you just any. do what I do, man. You dive into 70s Gundam and watch sports anime.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do like sports anime. Um, <laughs> I really I was talking with some friends the other day. I I would I really feel there's a missed opportunity for there to be a uh either a wargaming anime, mm, yeah, an esports anime.
1: That has to be a thing. That has right. to, yeah.
0: It has to be a thing. I can't find it. I would really like to check it out, but yeah. I can't find it. Or a game that is about tabletop RPGs that misconstrues them somehow as competitive.
2: Oh uh, yeah. A law, a, a- law,
0: <laughs> a- La- the, um the role-playing game tournament from uh, baby cakes. Yeah. Brad Neely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> something like that. I would be very into uh, as far as like an anime or a manga. And I feel like there's a, there's an opportunity there for that thing to exist and I, I haven't found it yet and i would really you know if anybody's email us um, yeah you know, you know, it's like
1: the esport i would really want to watch and it's like not an esport is i want to watch third edition dnd pvp <laughs> just like some
2: just fucking, like observe the rules of it the same way wow pvp is fucking wild
1: yeah just like watch some like most insufferable dnd asshole sit down at a table with a mountain of books
2: Oh, yeah. So I asked, um, I
0: used to work at Paizo, which are the people who make Pathfinder, which is like uh, an outgrowth of the rage about fourth edition existing Mm -hmm. in Dungeons and Dragons. Um, And one of the designers at the time that I worked there was Stephen Radney McFarlane, and he co-designed fourth edition. And one time when he was heading out to uh, Gen Con, I asked him what the worst con experience he had ever had in his entire life was. Um, and he told me it was a fourth edition pvp tournament um (laughs) because there were so many reaction interactions Uh that characters could have um to to all sorts of different conditions happening to their characters. so it's not just like oh i'm reacting to you doing a thing it's i'm reacting to a certain event taking place to my statistics right yeah um that it was that it was like it would take like a half an hour or 40 minutes to resolve the first turn. Um, and there's not was, even a
2: necromancer in the
0: field. Right. Well, it was all like one V one shit too. Yep. Like it was all, it was all, I, I think it was like a characters. Like it was some Watsi event that they did. Um, and he said that it was, it was the most God awful thing. And he felt bad the entire time. Cause he had helped like create this thing. What have I done? Um, and you know, I, I have for a long time had like negative opinions about fourth edition. I've since come around as it's like, it's a specific type of thing for a specific type of person that really does scratch an itch and it's fine for them to like that thing. I wish it wasn't called Dungeons and Dragons Um, is where I'm at now. Anyway, we're talking about video games. That's, those are the things I wanted to say, I guess about video games that I've been playing lately. Somebody else want to jump,
2: jump on that.
1: Oh, uh, you should go Keenan.
2: Okay. Uh, all right, so I know it's normally like a comfort food thing, but an important thing happened and I've been playing League of Legends again. The important thing is they added a new checkbox in the interface tab. You can now completely turn off chat in League of Legends.
1: Yeah, add that to more
2: games. And I am fucking (laughs) here for it. I no longer stab myself with League of Legends. (laughs) Well, see,
0: because so for a very long time I held the position, and I think Owen, you might have held this to like a lesser degree, but that Keenan should not play League of of Legends. I'm with you.
2: Yeah. And with the
0: with the advent of this feature,
2: I can now rescind this recommendation as long as that box is checked. It's so good. I'm so I'm free in all the ways no one else on my team or in that game are not. Um <laughs> I can just focus on what I'm doing and try and react to the people around me instead of fucking talking to anyone. Do you
1: remember when we played Heroes of the Storm?
2: Yeah, like, no, I I knew like, this was coming.
1: <laughs> someone in our voice called be like, hey Owen, the Rando says you're doing this thing badly. It's like, hey, ask me if I give a shit. Like, come on. <laughs> yep. No, it's so
2: it's so freeing. It's yeah. so good. Anyone out there who's struggling with other people in league, I heartily recommend. Turn chat the fuck off.
0: Well, it's like that, uh, what's the hell is other people? You yeah, know? yeah. It doubly so for video games. Yeah, I would and the say. game
2: already has multiple ping types and an entire set of customizable emotes. You can communicate so much with these things. You don't fucking need chat. I promise you. So that's really exciting. Um, that game is way less stressful for me now, and I love it. Uh, I've also been playing... I Okay, I i mentioned this in a discord chat uh i did not want to buy cyberpunk 2077 for several reasons like one hearing all the stuff you hear about that game and two i'm broke as shit so i was like cool i'll let it go and i'll play that game another time maybe catch it on sale whatever and then i woke up sunday morning and like a destiny friend of mine Shout out to Johnny. If you listen to our podcast, I doubt you do. But hey, whatever. Um, Like sent me the fucking game on Steam, like gifted it to me. And I was like, well, shit, thanks, man. I guess I should play this. (laughs) I don't Um,
1: like the emotion that comes with like a Steam gift that there's not like any occasion for or reason. It's just like someone just felt like being really generous. And it's like, fuck, now I have to play this game now. There is a weird
2: obligation to it that said like that game has a good loop that i enjoy when it's working and that is all i really want to say about that game right now because there's too much fucking conversation about it
0: yeah
2: our um our
0: meme stream on the show's discord has been um (laughs) this is constant dunks on it (laughs) owen and i uh putting the pedal to the metal largely owen yeah um just
1: mercilessly clowning uh, on it
0: mercilessly clowning on this game so you know there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff out there but i don't think we need to necessarily put that here you guys can find it yeah
2: you got you you can find it
1: anywhere on the internet you can
2: like (laughs) like i part of the reason i don't really want to get into it here is i'm fucking exhausted by the entire discourse like anyway uh and Um, then the only other thing i've been playing that like really matters at all is per aspera um, which is a oh, yeah
0: i want to hear about this game
2: yeah so per aspera is like absolutely uh keen in a bad playstyle shit in that it is a management game and sort of an automation game but not quite on the same level as other automation games but the whole point of the game is that you are a oh what's the term they use planetary governor sort of like you're You're an AI, but you're also a consciousness, as one of the characters tells you. Okay. So maybe Um,
0: maybe put it in Lancer terms, a non-human
2: person. That's fair. Uh, The game has a lot of stuff in it in the narrative about what you are and what that means. And the game presents all of this in this really interesting sort of conversational way where you're interacting with uh, at least one human on the ground back on Earth. Eventually you get humans on Mars as colonists and, and one of them becomes sort of the representation of them to talk to you. Um, and you are the character named Amy, which stands for artificial Martian intelligence or something, you know, really simple there. Um, but but you constantly verbalize to yourself like your character's thoughts. And then every once in a while, you'll get like a binary yes, no type answer to a question it asks so like hey uh, is this like rumu sort of um i love not this i think it's better at that um like one of the things that'll that'll come up really early is you'll find a uh you'll find a martian base so when you when you first start the game you have just a little base that's landed there and it sort of just gives you an objective and you just kind of have to figure out through the ui like how do i build this mine it wants me to build so so the game sort of has this presentation that is you're the AI. Figure it out. Mm. So like that's already kind of interesting. But then okay. it like starts going into this characterization of your of your AI persona. And one of the early things you'll run into is eventually you'll find a. Moon base that is uncatalogued. Well, there are a bunch of others that are cataloged on the map and you can click them and learn I'm a little sorry. bit about them. Do
1: you mind if I stop? For a second? I'm sorry. Mars Wait, base. What, yeah, OK. I was just gonna <laughs> ask what you meant by moon base.
2: No, Mars like base. A, like a um, Demosian thing? Like yeah. a... No, no. Um, so, so there's like a little set of habitat, you know, buildings and a generator and whatever. And you can set up a research site on it and learn what the fuck is going on with this uncatalogued Mars base. And what you find out is that it's part of a uh, the game has a lot of really interesting back matter in it where like you're an AI created by the Oxy UN, which is the UN nations on Earth that still have breathable oxygen. Uh, (laughs) So so there's some shit happening with Earth politics in this game Um, and and China beat them to the moon, so they wanted to beat China to Mars, Um,
0: implying China has no oxygen.
2: Yes, yes, that China somehow lives in a bubble or something. Um, And and uh, this base that you find that's undocumented is a uh, a, uh, an East Asian alliance um, uh, base that's undocumented. And you find out that it's part of their project to try and nuke the polar caps to speed up the terraforming process. And then this causes you to ask yourself as the A.I., like hey, should we even try this method, right? Like, and there's sort of a little bit of discussion between a couple of the people that you're dealing with and yourself, and then you have this whole, like, rumination session with yourself where you get to, like, yes, no, a couple of questions that lead you to whether or not you even want to try that. Um, so it has this really interesting, like, introspective storytelling thing going on. Um, and without, like, getting too into the weeds on some of the other stuff, like, there is a combat mechanic that shows up in more of an RTS sort of way. And, and while that kicks in, you have to sort of juggle everything else. Um, so yeah, it's kind of weird that way.
1: Okay. So it's probably my turn now, huh? Yeah. Um, I've been playing a couple games recently. Um, I, I, I have two games I want to talk about for pod that I've played recently. Um, I started down a weird dark road on the internet where I pirated the install disks for Star Wars Galaxies a few weeks ago. And I followed some dark and shady tutorials on how to play on Star Wars Galaxies private servers.
2: And then you dragged me into it.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are you guys still doing that at all?
1: Um, I've booted it up a few times it is it's something I like to play when I want to do something truly mindless Mm. Um, Star Wars Galaxies is like kind of a special MMORPG it's it came out in this era after EverQuest 1 but before EverQuest 2 and it was made by the people who made EverQuest, made by Sony Online Entertainment, which is a now defunct, like, branch of Sony. And it's, for the listeners at home, its aim was not just to, like, be an MMO, because th- this was, like, one of the last MMO, like, big MMOs to come out before World of Warcraft just, like, controlled the genre. Yeah, just uh,
0: just, just uh, Michael Jordan, the whole
2: thing.
1: Yeah. And so, um, act metaphor. It it is, I would say, comically unfinished.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, it is incredibly ambitious, and it has like some of the most incredible off the wall game concepts in it that I I've never seen re- replicated anywhere. Um, it has a crafting system where anytime any crafting person crafts something you have an opportunity to modify and mutate your design by like random variables that are based on like dice rolls based on your skill but also are based on the randomized characteristics of the materials you're using and things like that
2: and like the quality of the material yeah yeah
1: um and then like when you craft an item you can like for example like if i'm a if i'm a weaponsmith and i'm making blasters and I tell my little crafting tool I want to make a blaster, I can make a single blaster where I get to customize its stats a little bit and sell like a slightly different blaster that is unique to me and is a unique commodity that I have produced that you cannot get anywhere else. Or I can make a blueprint and feed it into a building I've placed like in the world and print out like dozens and dozens of these. And now me as a manufacturer have like a specific commodity that no one no one you can't get anywhere else but you can always get it from me
2: right right you can mass produce that same bespoke thing
1: and then it also has this completely player driven economy where you never get meaningful loot from enemies um you can only like harvest resources in the world if you are of that profession and then you can buy it from people um
2: Which was which was designed to, like, make sure players are interacting with each other. Yeah. yeah, And and then
1: also, like, there is an auction house system in the game, but like the maximum bid price is like super low. So like to get like actually good gear, you need to like either go find shops players have set up or you need to like meet people and and have a dude on your friends list that you hit up for gear.
2: Yeah, this is my Uh, drugs guy. This is my blasters guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Super local economy shit.
1: And like all the weapons, when you repair them, their maximum durability goes down and can never be raised. So eventually yeah. all equipment wears out and has to be replaced. So like there's like an ongoing churn of equipment.
2: Yeah, there's some burn down on it all.
1: Um, but also it's a private server, so it has like what is relatively a tiny population. Um, and they have
2: a 3000 cap and I've never seen more than 200 people on.
1: I I've seen it go up to like seven or 800. Okay. Uh, that, that like when, when it's at its peak times, which are not necessarily what I would always expect to be peak times. I see it get up to about 800 people, but that's also spread across all the worlds, all the planets in the game. And there's like planets in that game that are like end game content and ones that are not. So it's like 800 people spread across a very wide range. of Yeah. It's like nine
2: planets or something like that. Like, yeah.
1: And Star Wars galaxies always back in the day had this problem where, um, if you played the game and you like, let's say you put down your player house because the game has player housing and player towns um, and you place your house and you put vendors in your house to sell your goods and then your subscription lapses, your house stays as long as you have enough money deposited in the like storage of the house to pay for its maintenance. And so Star Wars Galaxies, even when it was like in its heyday had these huge ghost towns of people who just like accounts had lapsed. Um and like maybe they were planning to come back to their accounts maybe they weren't but like there would be these huge just stretches of like empty player towns and like empty player houses but it's still slowly, a bunch
2: of shit on the map and
0: slowly leeching off bank accounts that were ancient you know
1: yeah and then because this is a private server no one's paying money because um, because the thing they eventually did in Star Wars Galaxies is like actually if your account's inactive for this much time your shit's gone I'm sorry. Um, cause like this is getting out of hand, but because no one's paying any shit. money whatsoever, it's just like, the whole thing is just bloated, um, with, 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 with like empty houses full of NPC vendors and stuff. So like I got into it cause I wanted to like fuck around with its systems. Like I always really liked that game. I always liked it's really high concept stuff. And
2: it has a really cool system where, where you gain experience in whatever you're doing based on doing it. And then you get better at it, like sort of Morrowind-esque, mm-hmm. um, and that stuff's always really appealing.
1: Um, like here's another uh, another system of the game that I think doesn't actually get played out that well, but I love the concept where when you get three thousand blaster experience, you can go to the marksman trainer and get like trained in like blasters 2, right? Um, and that'll cost you like some money to pay the trainer, but then like my friend Keenan gets three thousand blaster experience and he needs the training for blaster two. I know blaster two, and I can train it to him for free. Yeah. And I get like apprentice XP and apprentice XP gets like used later. So th- th- that's like another way in which you are uh, driven to interact with one another because there are certain things in the game that you can't accomplish until you have accumulated enough apprentice XP, which means you need to go seek out people who you need to help training, people.
2: yeah. And
1: you're doing them a favor because you're giving them free or discounted training, you know, like or marked up training if you're very charismatic um, I
2: suppose, <laughs> or if it's very in demand.
1: Mm hmm. So it's 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 a really cool high concept game. I don't know if I'd recommend playing Star Wars Galaxies to anyone who didn't play it back in the day. Like it's extremely of its time. None of its controls make any sense. If you go into it, assuming you'll know its controls based on any other video game. Yeah, Uh,
2: doesn't even exist in it. Wasn't
0: Morrowind like E was bound to jump or some shit?
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little bit like that. Or um, the one I always come to is, like, if you open up the social menu in Star Wars Galaxies to, like, like, put people on your friends list, you can search for people by, like, their hobby and blood type and stuff like that. Right. Which is not, like, written into your character at character creation, but, like, you can go into your character sheet and say, like, oh, yeah, I'm type A blood. That way people who are looking for people with type A blood can be friends with me. Which has who... no
2: bearing on the game whatsoever, well, by and, the way. Well, it's,
1: it's, it's very clear the way this sheet is laid out that this is not your character in Star Wars Galaxies. This is meant to be you. Yeah. Like it's this like is their like,
2: attempt at like a social media page before that was ever a thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it, it's pre-social media, social media. Um,
0: okay, so I will say in I, I, at least Japan, but I, I'm I'm imagining like probably other places in East Asia, one's blood type is considered to be it, like somewhat akin to your star sign. Yeah, yeah. It's, as, it's personality as, test yeah. type stuff.
1: Yeah. No, like okay. I, I get why your blood type in that. the game, but I'm just saying World of Warcraft doesn't give you the option to filter players by blood type.
0: Right but i was saying like that was that's probably it's one of those features like do you remember when when they announced like diablo for phones and all the white people in the audience were like this sucks and like you know
2: the rest of the world was totally cool about it. yeah
0: it's not for you bro it's for like chinese teenagers like calm down yeah it's for the Uh, rest
2: of the world where their only portal to the internet is their phone
0: yeah so i was just yeah it seemed like keenan didn't get that so i was just
2: no i didn't know that like that's actually interesting
0: yeah, read more manga,
2: dude. Read more mm. girls manga. <laughs> I don't like reading right to left. It's unnatural. So
1: I, I played some Star Wars Galaxies, and like also like the combat in that game is like fucking mind-numbingly tedious. Oh and my god, it's navigate. it's
2: the most button-pressy MMO combat. Yeah, like
1: you, you can queue up actions. Um, so like you select an enemy and just like mash like my super blast button five times, and then you just take your hands off the keyboard and your dude shoots five times over the space of fifteen seconds or whatever, ten seconds. And so like, it's just, it's just the worst MMO crap that the combat it's like, it's like all the economic systems that are like super fascinating. Um, so I kind of wanted to just like fuck around with it. And it's also like a big nostalgia kick. Yeah. Um, it, it, another weird thing about it is it's like, it's very pre Disney purchase. Mm, so yeah. yeah. Um, they have to fill out this star Wars world with like what existed in the expanded universe at that time. Um, which isn't like a huge deal, but it is like a weird little document that there's like characters from the novels that get like referenced in like quest text and things like that, that you wouldn't see in a Star Wars game today. Like they talk about Lady Valerian, who is a crime Lord on Tatooine from like Star Wars books, who was in like contention with Jabba the Hutt and like no one gives a shit about lady valerian now you know like nope. she, she, she doesn't exist I, I don't think or if she does she's like not at all a thing anyone cares about um i don't know that, that was the last thing i had to say about it and then the other thing i've been playing is i started playing uberangi generation with my mother oh um, yeah
0: you were telling me about this i'm so excited to said. hear about this
1: yeah, I, I don't have anything, like, super uh, interesting to say about it, other than, like, first of all, it's just very fun to play a game where, I think my mom is uh, 69 years old. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, so, my, my mom's almost 70, and I can show her this game, and she instantly understands all the verbs in the game. Like, my mom uh. has a background working in journalism and photography. Um and That's so delightful. yeah and so like she like she can't handle Wazdy and mouse look at the same time but she can like explain to me like color balance stuff better than i know and will also talk to me about things that she wishes were in the game and things like that and it's like oh man i wish i could like do this way where i would when i would adjust photos for like this newsletter down on olympia like there's a way to like bring up the dark spots and lower the bright spots but it's not just a brightness slider. Mm. Um, and like things like that, like it, it's, it's, it's been fun. And like, it's really, really nice to play a game with her where there is really no stop signs where, because I've played through all of the levels in Umorangi, and we're playing a level, if we're just done with that level and we're bored of it, we can just back out of it and just go to the next level. Like right. the, the objective, like we we're doing the objectives just cause like, that's like a nice, like way to get yourself moving in that game but like it's not at all important like there's no none of this fuckery where we need to go find the 12 pigeons on the on the rail car or whatever right like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's just it's just a chill time photographing cool cyberpunk shit um i think my mom hasn't figured out that like we only did the first two levels so the first one is like when you're on that like rooftop skyscraper just hanging out with your friends yeah
0: there's like nothing going on in that one
1: yeah and then the second one is when you're um on that other skyscraper rooftop with all those UN troopers and the solar panels.
0: Yeah. Oh, the first like, time, you, right? You don't, you don't even yeah. realize there's like a story until you get to the third level. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so and there's like, like, there's like enough context for you to put some patterns together. Yeah.
2: It really starts hitting third and fourth level. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, um, like when I explained like, Oh yeah, we can't photograph the blue bottle jellyfish. And like, here's like a, a minor like fan theory of like why I think that is. And she was like, yeah, okay. And, and I, I think she just sort of brushed it off as like video game shit. Yeah. And it's like, and so I, I'm very curious. Um, uh, we, we actually have a, a session planned tomorrow afternoon to play, like probably like another hour of it. And I'm curious to see if she starts like kind of picking up on what the narrative of the game is. Cause the the next level we're playing is the one where you go to like the Undercity kind of area. Yeah. And like one of the objectives is to photograph graffiti that says cops and like, yeah, I yep. think like it, it's not the only one, but like one of the few things, like I think every instance of the word cops you can find down there is something like kind of provocative and descriptive, like cops come here to kill us graffiti yep. and, and stuff like
2: yeah. that. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. It's so fearless I'm, that way.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm very curious to see how she's going to react to that stuff. Um, Cause I, I don't think she's because she doesn't really have that much kind of background with video games. I don't think she's used to having to like very actively interrogate a, a piece of media in that way where you have to like claw at it
2: mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: that's i mean that's the thing i would obviously we love about video games the most right is the interactivity mm-hmm. between the analysis and the, yeah. the actual like playing the loop you know Well,
2: and finding the edges on all of it is one of my favorite things right like does this work here does it work there does mm-hmm. it where do the rules break down i'm just a guy
0: who wants to be a qa tester for
1: fun yeah
2: yeah so, without actually it being work and i have to do it for eight hours right
0: no that's what i'm saying like Ugh. saitama you know yeah um
1: but so with, yeah but basically like the the flow that we end up having to fall into is that um i i tried to get her to like use the movement controls at all and she did it like a tiny bit and was like super bad at it and so what i what i ended up doing was just saying like if you see somewhere you would like to take a photo from, tell me and I will get us there because I have like rollerblades and the double jump yeah. and all this yeah, like, yeah. stupid shit I can't expect my mom to do. <laughs> um, and, and then, like, once we're there, you use the mouse look and like like, pick the shot.
0: Okay. So it's like when we used to play uh, Chogol. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. One, one, one person skill shots, the other person drives.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. Is that is that bread done? Yeah, I think so. All right, bread done. All right, on to In Other Waters. Um I would like Keenan to mm-hmm. briefly describe the game and then I am going to give my uh description of the game immediately afterwards. Does that sound like a plan to you gentlemen? Sure. Okay, Keenan go.
2: So, In Other Waters is a sci-fi game where you are a piece of a dive suit that a scientist is stuck in and you have to both keep them safe and figure out what's going on why they're here and what we're doing here
0: yeah um i would say that this game takes the best parts of um um duskers Mm. um and the thing rumu promised to be but failed to be Uh, And combines the best parts of those two things into a worthwhile video gaming experience. Um, You play the whole thing through um, a very clinical UI and Mm -hmm. any details about the world are provided by the human inside the dive suit, which I thought was a very unique angle. I'm not allowed to make editorial decisions about the yellow dots on my radar.
2: Yeah, but the, I have to have those the,
0: things described to me. By, the person
2: describes it, or you yeah. can get it in writing that they've created. Yeah, and
0: yeah. and there's sketches. There's sketches in the little codex that you can get if you research the thing enough. Which I yeah. I always really liked unlocking those uh, and finally seeing what this blob moving around on my screen actually looks like.
2: Yeah, yeah, like because they it's it's this buildup in that instance, right? Of mm-hmm. of. You're you're learning the baseline of its shape. And then you're sort of having the person observe their behaviors. Yeah, I I have like a. And I then, have like a,
0: a shape of it in in very very rudimentary terms of like blobs put together like little yellow dots put together right. in different shapes. I know how it moves right, through the right. through the environment. I know what it, you know what it eats and how it survives and and I have a vague description of it. But then I don't actually get to see it until I've completely researched it by finding multiple instances of it and in some cases finding samples related to it. Right. Um,
1: so, did you guys see that there's a DLC for this game? What? It it is a DLC that is meant to be experienced as you play through the game.
2: Oh, what?
1: Like it's not like a like an extra narrative. It comes with more voice lines and illustrations.
2: Hmm, interesting. Uh,
1: I think for your code, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. I, I, I also. I only oh, heard sorry. about it like partway through my playthrough, so I didn't buy it because I was kind of curious about it, but.
0: Um, are you guys familiar with the Southern Reach?
1: That's the uh whatchamacallit. Um they made that movie about it, right?
0: Unfortunately. Or sorry. To quote great Jordan B. Peterson. Unfortunately. Uh. <laughs> um, no, uh yeah, they made they made a, a mediocre horror movie about it that didn't do it justice, IMO. Um cool. Email us at bad <laughs> no uh, so the southern reach uh if you read the like i think it's it's not the epilogue but it's there's like a there's a the editorial bit afterward where the author talks about like why they wrote this book and where it comes from and they talk about how they like went into this pristine natural environment in texas i think it was um somewhere in the southern united states uh and and just experienced that wilderness for protracted periods of time, like alone. And that vibe that you get from of that experience that filters through the narrative in the Southern Reach, I got that same vibe from this game of like solo experiencing an environment that is utterly alien mm-hmm. um, and somewhat like has feelings about you that are mostly ambivalent.
2: Yeah, like, one of the things I really like is that, like, none of the creatures give a fuck about you. (laughs) Nothing ever attacks you. Nothing really runs away from you. Nothing interacts with you.
0: Mm -hmm. It's all just doing Um, its thing. It's all
2: doing its thing. And you, you get a few things, like, you can harvest materials from one thing and sort of interact with a few things. But, like, for the most part, this game is not about, like, switches or, you know, like... Like there's a few things here and there that like allow you to open up more areas and things, but none of it's about like execution play.
0: It's it's all about like logistical traversal,
2: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's like in a really they're... mellow, slow way. Like... Yeah,
0: very very methodical is the word I would use. Um, I mean your words were good too, but that's just. How yeah um,
2: it's it's not about pressuring you as the player in any right in right any situation. Well, and it's
0: and you know one thing i find really cool is that you can totally brute force your way through certain areas like there's the part where if you go through the lines in the deep sea part it'll it'll suck power out of you but if you mm-hmm. bring the right um samples and jam them into your suit in the right parts you can just get that electricity back from the environment Right, right. Right. Like there's samples down there you can harvest. Like if you're if you've figured that out, you can just be like, oh, suits powered, I jammed a husk into it. Like what? you know, yeah. like there it goes. Um yeah. I wish the game had done a better job of explaining what certain elements of the UI meant because
2: that took a yeah. while for me. It's a little I, it's a little fast and <laughs> loose with that. I,
1: I thought that I thought that was a really interesting design choice. It like it created some difficult for me at times, but like the game very conspicuously explains nothing about its UI. Mm-hmm. Its UI is incredibly simple. Um, that that it's it's like a handful of like fifteen buttons on your screen, and when you can't use a button, it is not yellow. like like, that's how complicated the ui is like this still led to like a couple head scratching moments for me where it's like i can't figure out where to go and it's like oh there's a tiny button i've never used before and it's yellow i guess i hit it it's like oh right
0: yeah that's what i'm talking about like there there were certain parts where uh there would be like a node that could go both up and down and i wouldn't Mm -hmm. quite read that and it would lead to like roughly a half an hour of being stuck yeah And then there was like seeing the symbols on the sample finally and seeing that those matched up to my oxygen and power that happened like four or five hours into the game. And that was like, oh, I probably could have saved myself like maybe an hour cumulatively of headache if I had known what these percentages and symbols exactly meant Mm -hmm. much earlier in the experience. Like if I had watched someone do that or had the opportunity to like read in a note somewhere that someone had done that you know yeah, no. um yeah
2: we're gonna spoil the shit out of this game by the way
0: yeah i think we're, we're we've kind of been footsieing around sort of the ending of the game but yeah that's gonna happen um yeah how do you guys uh i mean owen you said sad game in the <laughs> chat when you finished the game did you want to elaborate on that at all about like <sighs> your feelings uh, or or are we jumping the gun
2: here? I don't
1: think I'm ready to jump that far ahead right now.
2: Okay, alright. Um. So the setup of the game is that you have come to this planet because you have gotten a message from an old friend named Manet uh, that is really cryptic and weird and basically just asks you to come here. And then from there, you're like woken up as the AI in the dive suit, and the person is talking to you and doesn't have well, did, the ability to control the dive suit.
0: Did you notice Kenan that every time you go back to base, uh, it says that you've been asleep for several hours.
2: Yeah. What? That like you're recharging or whatever. Yeah.
0: Like, so every time, cause at any time you're not in like a cave, yeah. you can be like, yo, just take me back to base and yeah. you can like drop off stuff or draw resources. If you're going on an especially long run or, or something like that. And, uh, uh, she'll have done things yeah. in the interim yeah uh, you sleep
2: really and the story progresses if you've mm-hmm. done things that are going to cause the story and th- to progress. You know,
0: that was right. one of the things that was very southern reachy about this was that when when you find minet and she starts sprouting all over the medical bay
2: <laughs> yeah
0: um and that's like oh this like isn't my friend
2: anymore yeah and that that right? That you realize that diegetically from the visual and mm-hmm. that she has the same realization to you because right. she's using you as a socialization method to keep yourself sane in this entirely overwhelming situation she's in. Well, and much
0: like Rumu, you can only respond in the positive or, yeah. or the or the negative. Like you, you have a very binary response track. Um, and and one of the i'm curious i chose not to incinerate her did either of you choose to incinerate her uh yeah
2: i was never presented the option and would not have done so okay well when you when you return with her body to the thing
0: uh i think not that time but like the next time you come back she's like oh i've fixed the medical bay i there's like an option to flush it Oh. It's really fucked up in there. Do you want me to flush it? And you can huh. be like, yeah. But I was like, no, that's fine. Whatever. Like who cares? Yeah, like right. I wonder
2: <laughs> I wonder if that's like something in a branch somewhere that like because I interacted in one way, I didn't get it cuz I don't I, remember that. I was
0: like, this isn't gree. There isn't suddenly gonna be like a black blob trying to kill me in this
2: game, I think. <laughs> right. Right? Like, right. Yeah. If the game is safe everywhere else and I go home and get killed, that's fucked up. Right? Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah, I didn't I was like, ah, oh, that's
0: this ain't that type of game, I feel. So that was my feeling about it.
2: So this game hits one of my favorite one of my what I've realized recently is one of my favorite um sort of early sci-fi tropes which is the the idea of the the large scale corporation that is so large that no person is important anymore um that that you are working for Baikal, which is a company that uh, their their tagline is exoplanet extraction um and it is presented that their entire gig is to show up on a planet and strip the fuck out of it because well, we're fucking humans and well, we hold need on. those resources.
0: You, you skipped a step. Okay. They. You You send out surveyors and the survey surveyor's only job is to determine whether or not there is life on that planet. Oh, because, okay. Because if there is life on that planet, you're not allowed to strip mine it. Got it. Okay. And And so far, we've never found life, but it's one of those rules you know one of the right. government regulations that that they have to abide by
2: you know uh that they're supposed to abide by <laughs> right well, it, it,
1: it seems like they're trying to see like they were trying to see the the false jumped conclusion that um Baikal has been sterilizing planets
0: to yeah. to
1: to use them
0: yeah I mean there's the all that stuff with the um during this sort of Uh, second third of the the middle third of the game there's a protracted period where you deal with something called the bloom uh and the entire time you are in the bloom your oxygen meter goes down no matter what you're doing Um, yeah because it's like a fucked up algae bloom that doesn't uh, that just just eats eats everything like you find nothing but skeletons in it
1: so here's the thing that um i think is a bit of a stumbling point for this game or or like at least to me like a, a narrative inconsistency is when you find the bloom. Your character, or not your character, the the, the biologist you you are host to, to 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 Ellery Ellery
2: Voss. Yeah, yeah uh,
1: I think um, he rather like for a seasoned exobiologist, rather naively just sort of states that like, well, there's no way this could be natural if things are dying. You know like
2: (laughs) yeah like the like oh biological equilibrium that's not real like
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and it's like i like i like i guess like uh, like just on our own planet like forest fires fucking exist in our natural in our like part of the natural order and the fact that like this like thousands of acres of land are on fire isn't necessarily like wrong or unnatural and like red tides happen
2: Yeah, I think I read it more as like he was observing that, hey, this ecosystem's stable, why isn't this part, right? Yeah, we've also,
0: we've, but like, Eschaton events aren't like... Again, as we are learning in 2020, the apocalypse is not a moment. It's it not is, a it moment, is, and it's not
2: a specific rule set either. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: its own epoch. So, like the fact, that, yeah, I think Owen raises a good point. The fact that this biologist is like, oh no, eschaton events can't be in progress, right? Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, and, and, and like the whole thing is like, like, like I'm That's a fucking not high real. School. I'm experiencing it, but it's not real. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's like I'm a high school dropout, and I know better. Like, right. like, like come possibly, on possibly
0: possibly this speaks to this character's like intense hope and and naivete and I mean, this uh, character is definitely naive and um, positive uh yeah i mean well definitely naive like your ex-girlfriend gives you a call and tells you to come to a mysterious planet that only she lives on
2: and yeah, you're like, totally okay, okay, cool but, with it and not yeah. weird about it and don't tell anyone and just well, go there All right, well, don't interact with anyone else yeah well, and, hmm. and
1: then the one that troubled me is like this game um there's a lot of games that, there's there's a lot of media and a lot of games and movies that are just like hey we should go to alien planets and just like like set ourselves up and colonize them and don't examine that critically or they examine it and decide yes it is cool and okay to do this and I'm like all right whatever <laughs> right. that's like whatever, whatever. Right. If that's media make that that's what it is but this game very clearly is like no we are we are naturalists and we are observing this world and we are not participant in it as much as we can be um but then also, I picked up these cool spores, and whenever there's like trees in my way, I huck them at them, and the trees fuck off. And it's like I should not be doing this. This is not <laughs> Which, like I, I have no understanding of what I'm doing, and right. like, like I, I, I could be creating something as bad or worse as this bloom that I'm so convinced is, is right.
2: disastrous. you've, You've presented I'm a careful naturalist and you've also told me that when I chuck this thing at those things, they retract and that it's totally fine but I don't actually know that. Yeah,
1: like, so th- this is going to be like example like number 5000 of me saying a video game should be less of a game but like should,
2: should you should you, you know, just because
0: you named them soothe spores or whatever yeah doesn't mean that that's what they are
2: yeah and it doesn't mean that the interaction there that's happening is friendly to everything involved either right like
1: or, or, or what's the long term ramification of me collecting these spores even not like even setting aside like throwing them or deploying them or whatever it's like right like, like am like I fucking up their reproductive the reproductive process what's yeah. going
2: on you know like yeah
0: I I got a question. Which um which Mars is it that uh that wants to like leave Mars in its natural state from the Kim mm-hmm. Stanley Robinson book? Like which color is it that it's wants the that? reds? Red, red Mars because yeah. Mars is red right okay yeah. yeah that makes sense duh um i was just yeah i just wanted to ask you're you're a resident kim stanley robinson expert and oh, you know gosh. uh as often as possible we should tell people
2: to go read those books yeah because, yeah Go yeah. read those books i'm in hey, the by remorse, the way if you play
1: ad, ad, ad astro you should fucking read those books <laughs> it's
2: yeah so so actually like real fascinating weird parallel shit going on in that game in those books
1: i, I um, mean also those games are about the um inevitable future politics of climate change like that like more like more than mars itself that's what those books are about
0: weird that's what this game is about too yeah and and those Um, books
1: were written like fucking 30 years ago and they're still incredibly prescient
2: that game sees the point that humans can't terraform and that we need an ai to do it which i think is an interesting take uh but yeah uh, moving on um (laughs) uh so yeah i um So
0: this game was a weird play for me because um, it was I played it in like one hour, one hour and a half bursts Mm -hmm. for like four or five days in a row. And I just kept retreading the same stuff over and over and over again until I eventually realized that there was a different like because I had had the the plants where you throw them and it makes the stocks retract. Uh But I didn't realize that I had in my possession because I like I think I I, I saw the tooltip or the dialogue that explains it towards the end of a play session where you're supposed to throw it and it makes the stuff oh, come back rise. up. Yeah. And you need that to navigate the first hard current that you go through.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. And
0: I didn't realize that. So I spent like nearly two and a half hours, maybe three retreading the sort of initial area that you're given and not realizing. And then finally realizing like, Oh, I need to throw this new type of spore at this. I- new I'm curious. What was your playtime at this game? I think it was I think I told you it was like 8 or something like it okay. was it was about 2 hours more than the how long to beat like recommended.
1: So I I played this game in a single sitting. Um mm, I played okay. it wow. in the afternoon. And I beat it in 4.9 hours. Yeah. Which I was surprised meant- cuz I assumed like it's such a slow leisurely game and I did get like stuck at one point that like well there's no way I'm going to like even match or be under the how long to beat you know, clock. Right. Yeah. So
0: I I think there's, um, there's sort of a either not, not like a fundamental disconnect, but there's, I'm not quite like usually what happens with me with games is I am eventually able to speak the developer's language and Mm -hmm. that never happened. There was, there wasn't a point where the way, what the developer was laying down, I was picking up with the same degree of fluency that they're putting it down. And that, usually happens which is why i'm so you guys have this uh not stereotype but like perception of me of being the dude who like who who like galaxy brains uh uh (laughs) the way a system is is implemented together as far as like the numbers go um very quickly uh and that that is a result of this this way that i have with games where Mm -hmm. i can eventually sort of see the way the developer thinks and anticipate what their intentions were in implementing things right that never happened with this game so there was multiple times where i would get stuck for and and because the game is so ponderous with its movement and the friction which i really enjoyed actually i really yeah. enjoyed how you have to you know get out the saw and prime the saw and turn on the saw or not the saw but the pra- the plasma there's torch. so I'm,
2: much intentionality to anything yeah. you're doing that's actually active in the game right that that, yeah, it's, it's got a really interesting flow to it that way.
0: But I never had that, like, click moment, you know, of understanding th- the way the developer speaks through the game.
2: I didn't really either. And I think that's kind of intentional by way of the sort of narrative lens we're living through. Mm-hmm. That, like, I'm the AI in the suit, not the person. Well, yeah, there's a, there's,
0: you're right. There's like an intentional degree of um, obfuscation between like what is actually happening on screen and what
2: you're yeah. Presented with. Yeah, because you're you're like even more limited in your sensor basis than than a human is in a lot of ways, because well, all you can like, do is sonar ping shit.
1: The thing <laughs> I kept thinking about is like when you have a Roomba in your home that drives around your home and cleans your floors, if that machine were alive. What would that machine like? How would it see our outside world, and what would it Mm -hmm. think? You know, and so like the fact that like we're just these like little blips, and that like when you turn on the the plasma torch, there's just like this little circular loading bar that like fills and things like that. Like, like because like that would be your existence, right? Is like being aware of these values and yeah, monitoring.
2: Yeah, uh, you're literally you're literally the computer looking at the values that are being fed back from your sensors and nothing else. Yeah, right um which which creates a really interesting like i actually really love the ui in this game i think it's really really it's really uh, gorgeous it's a good exercise in like an artistic ui that still fulfills its function
1: it um Um, the the, the thing about it that i found really striking is um like in our modern world when we interact with computers there's a lot of different clashing aesthetic styles like right now i'm looking at my desktop computer and i have my windows 10 start bar but then i have discord open on a monitor and discord has its own weird ideas yeah. about how software should be laid out and on my other monitor i have steam open and steam's got its own weird thing and in my hand i have my phone and on my phone there's a completely different visual move set and 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 aesthetic on my phone and this reminded me a lot of like the way in star trek all Starship computers have a singular unified have visual logic and aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, well and and
2: this is arguably the by OS, right? Like uh,
1: sure. Yeah.
2: But but yeah, it's all very like very unified. Even the stuff at the base is like the same sort of color palette and everything. And then the thing I really like is you get into other areas and conditions change and it's still a two color or three color color palette. Yeah, I, it, I love. It completely the, shifts with the mood. Oh, the red, I, I, the red UI. Yeah. The, the, well,
1: it, it's night mode. When you go down deep, it. Uh, yeah. Your, your phone screen goes into night. It mode, like it flips. Goes into, yeah. It goes into oranges and reds and yellows, and it does it gradually based on your depth, which I thought was really nice.
2: And based on how much oxygen's in the environment, because there's a point where when you go in the, when you go in the archeology and there's no oxygen to rebreathe, it shifts to red or orange. Hmm. Um. And and like. I really appreciated that because not only is the story sort of doing that, right? Like you're finally getting to the meat and you're getting to the part where it's pulling you along, but the UI shifts in with that in this way that like it shades your entire experience in like a really intentional way, but also like a really natural way for how everything else already felt in the game. Um, and i thought that was really neat and also the music in this game is great
1: yeah, it's got it's got some really nice like sort of aqueous ambient music it's it's, it's... got a
2: little bit of a gave me some evangelist feels mm-hmm. um yeah it's there's a really cool atmosphere to this game which is a great pun cuz we're a dive suit <laughs> um <laughs> I, I mean like like the
1: whole premise of this game is like basically that sequence out of carl sagan's cosmos where he's talking about hypothetical life forms that could live in jupiter right yeah of like of like yeah, yeah, weird yeah. gas bags that float around and then like winged animals that eat the gas bags and consume their gases and things like yeah
2: that. and these like weird fans that fucking eat bacteria yeah like yeah, yeah. um and, like and so little
0: membranes that are actually quantum computers that can rewrite your rna
1: right <laughs> like th- th- this game also like reminded me a lot of um like reading arthur c Clarke books like uh, like if you've ever read uh rendezvous with rama like it- it's about finding this million year old spaceship that is like cruising through earth's solar system and that p- the humans that go on board have like a few days to explore this arc of an alien society and, and like catalog it as much as possible and then get off in a few days before it leaves the solar system.
0: And they, and they go for it. the best bike ride of all time.
1: Yeah. But, but, it, but it's like, it's, you are in the position to bear witness to like millions of years of history and biology. And like, you will never have enough time in your life to even scratch at understanding it.
0: So, yeah, I, I get, um, so when I was like six years old, I used to go to this like neighborhood lady's house as a form of daycare. And she had this like bucket full of books near the bathroom. And one of them was Barlow's Guide to Extraterrestrials. Oh, oh those yeah, books yeah. are tight. And, and I couldn't read. But I could see the pictures. Um, and so I've always loved that um, I'm getting a little off topic here, but I've always loved that when you could, you you see a thing that's already like a representation of a thing, right? Like I'm reading Barlow's Guide. These are monsters and, and aliens and stuff that are like from something. They have mm-hmm. an intended purpose. They have an intended like way of being. But I'm six years old. I can't understand these things. I can't read these things on the page. I haven't read these stories. So my brain sees this thing and just goes, I don't know, and like makes up a whole. Right. You build what you've it. got with what you've got. Right? right. And so like you you do that to a certain extent in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of my favorite things in video games. Um, It's one of the reasons I like Dark Souls so much because it's a it's a Japanese man's. Ideas from his youth of reading poorly translated sword and sorcery tales, right? Uh, it's that that incorrect synthesis of a thing, yeah. The, that becomes the new canon.
2: I absolutely love it. It's one the, of my favorite things. The application of completely different lenses to a mm-hmm. thing that is is quantified. Where it be, it
0: becomes a whole new thing, right? Yeah, like like yeah. the
2: idea of what uh, a knight is
0: in Miyazaki's eyes and dark souls is completely different than what (laughs) night actually is, you know? And and it's the same in the, in the game, right? Like I see this weird crab creature and I imagine how it interacts with this environment. And that may not be what is actually happening, but I get, I I am filled with this feeling of um, wonder and, and fulfillment and just general serotonin that uh, you can't really get too many other places. So,
1: I, I had a very tactile experience at work today that's like, I, I didn't expect to bring this up in podcasts, but I, I find it like weirdly relevant. This isn't quite what you're describing, but I have a small ammonite fossil in my classroom at work for the kids to handle. And to them, well, I'm,
0: I'm a smart guy and know what an ammonite is, but can you explain it for all the dumbasses in our audience?
1: It's a spiral shelled creature that, and lived, me. Uh, that okay. I was going to get to in a second. Um, <laughs> it's a, a spiral shelled creature that lived 20 million years ago uh or possibly as much as like 20 or no 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 120 million years ago
2: excuse okay. me
1: um so th- this predates um most of the dinosaurs but not all the dinosaurs that um these are creatures that lived in the oceans of the earth um before the triassic period the beginning of the age of the dinosaurs and lived during the beginning of the age of the dinosaurs but it's a, a little tiny uh spiral shell um in a fossil and
2: mm-hmm. i found
1: myself holding it today and Honestly, feeling a little overwhelmed trying to like process and understand like that. Like this thing is like literally older than Homo sapiens. This thing's like it's older than anyone by, I've ever met. This is by a wide I've, margin. Yeah. yeah, this this is older than anyone I've ever read about in history. This is older than mammals. This is older than yeah. you know, like. Like, I yeah, can think I have, of a million different things, right? I well, and, and a, even,
2: like, its journey to get to you is wild. Yeah, right? like, yeah and,
1: and it waited its whole life in a stone and then was probably mined out, like, in the 21st century, and now it's been in a classroom and, like, kids, like, lick it now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Homo sapiens, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, do, also, do... it'll,
1: also, it will probably be destroyed in my classroom.
0: Right. Well, yeah, kids, right? It's a
1: tiny
2: stone.
0: Yeah. All right. Damn, we got a little spiritual
2: there at the end for a it's second. It's cool, man. No, it's cool. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's a testament to like this game's uh, first act. Um, th- This we... game does really, really cool shit with, with that exploration aspect.
0: I, I feel like, Owen, what you were saying is a good dovetail into uh, expanding on Sad Game.
1: We're we getting well, okay. into it now. <laughs> yeah, I feel
0: like it's time. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I really want to revisit right?
1: just how truly naive this character is. Yeah. So, like, in this game, you find this these, like, arcologies that were built by the, the Baikal Corporation. Uh, also, the Baikal Corporation has, like, the most on the nose name ever. Like, yeah, the, by- the,
0: the largest freshwater lake on the world that is oh, currently it, being polluted by Russia.
1: It is also the oldest lake on Earth. Yeah. Um, like, like it, like it is also like a truly ancient body of water, and is like there's some
0: cool stuff down at the bottom of that thing. Yeah,
1: it's like weirdly biologically unique and different from everything else on Earth, and yeah, it,
0: it's a World Heritage it, thing. It's it's like those weird islands in the Indian Ocean that still have trees from like earlier epochs. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: yeah. Um. Yeah, so like you're, you, you find out that like. Uh, the Baikal Corporation like actually has built like enormous like several enormous cities um on this planet under under the surface of its oceans and like engaged in like biotech experiments and um basically and the
2: in- entire time as you uncover this your character's like how could they do this? Why yeah. weren't they talking about finding I, life? I I I mean like for, for...
1: It, it, it's it's like it, it, it's a level of naivete it, it's one thing to say like well this character is a fool <laughs> it's like no it's like this actually strains my credulity because like this person has <laughs> has spent their life working for a when i say multiplanetary, i don't mean like five planets like like this is a galaxy spanning corporation they've yeah. spent their life working for these people it
2: is it is normal that this company finds planets and strips them
1: yeah yeah and, and this is a company that routinely uh uh locates planets classifies them and then devours them and so for them to say like a terraforming project of this scale it's like motherfucker this is probably what these people have been chomping at the bit to do forever or like, this is a regular ray. tuesday yeah because like, like <laughs> he, even like all these dead planets you're finding are probably um Something gets done with them, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it, like, like there, there's no economic sense in, like, mining all the iron on a planet, boosting it up to orbit, and then flying it back to Earth so we can use that iron in 20,000 years. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? Right. Like, so, like, th- th- this shouldn't be shocking at all. Like, it, it almost feels like a, like a little bit of a failure to commit to its own premise or, like... Like read its own premise to the logical conclusions. I guess. I this, I
0: mean, this character is just not radical enough to save the president's daughter. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> He's not a bad enough dude.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I feel. I feel like it, like I I would have been personally affected more by this narrative if the if the character at like the beginning of the game was like, oh, cops are bad, and at the end of the game was like, oh, yeah, we should probably do like. Some sort of um, other type of societal organization. Yeah. Well, you know. and
1: like the, the thing. So I, I'm, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit to like towards the end of the game is like you find out. Um, I'm, I'm going to skip over the artificers in their details. But like you find about I find out about this oceanic mind that, that the um, you, you find out that the Baikal Corporation was using. What a
0: name. That, what a name. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. It's a great
1: name. They were using things they found on this planet to create an intelligence that could rewrite and control the biology of an entire planet and you're
2: to uh, their whims.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To their whims. And, and and Ellery's like reaction to that is like, wow, that's messed. And then, (laughs) and then like, and then you find out it's like dead and it's like, all right, cool. And it's like this, you, you're a biologist you should understand the gravity of this situation. Like it is one thing for a corporation to understand like the material realities of like a city or the natural resources of a planet. But this is like basically controlling the whole planet to turn it into a piece of software that they can just operate and program. And this should be like, terrifying to you to the point where you should be trying to figure out ways to destroy this planet maybe because if if this because
2: no one should know this is where's the
1: where's the button that sets off every volcano yeah yeah like 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 i know that this planet is like a very rare and unique special bird it's a it's another planet with life that's a big deal but like this capability if it were ever recreated would be the worst thing that could happen to the rest of the life living in this universe. In the universe, yes.
2: Yeah. We, 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 no, no. Like, like, th-
1: this is, this is, this is, this is the level of control that man has always dreamed of having over nature, to having true dominion over the beasts in the biblical sense. That, it's like, that, uh,
0: what if this is, this is the horrible dystopia version of transhumanism? Yeah. Right. It's like, no. So, yeah, human beings, we can uh, we can rewrite your genetic code. So it's like uh, the corporation can rewrite your genetic code. But, hey, that'll be 50 company script. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Right. You know, right. Yeah. The the scale of this is like very. Passed over. Right. And it's passed over in this like, well, oh, I guess they can't do it anymore. So it's fine. Sort of way.
0: But but no, they can, though, because uh-huh. when you go down to the ocean mind, like at that part of the game, you're like, oh, the artificers, the things that can Rick, rewrite things, genetics code, they're dead. Right. Blows. And, and they've but set up that
2: these things were like the gardeners of this planet. And they were right. and they, they were, were and they were using stabilizing they were, they the ecosystem, rewriting and...
0: the genetic code of different creatures so that the ecosystems were based on like collective action mm-hmm. and mutualism and like supporting each other right do you, like, think that,
1: like, do you think that that's like an in-universe reason as to why there's no like terrible predators on this like in the ocean
0: oh absolutely yeah. the, like, the symbiosis we, we, is cleaner
2: than that right yeah. like
0: yeah it's like it's like the artificers were like oh we don't need that like top end call on our yeah. biological systems because there's also no there's also nothing like like a deer or a rabbit mm-hmm. that'll get out of control you know, yeah,
2: it doesn't believe in in evolution in that same in that same. like, obviously, it's not evolution because it's engineered. But but there's not that uh, that that idea that an organism will take up as much space as it can based on the resources. Right. That that it's not about these populations feeding on each other. It's about these populations helping each other and therefore thriving. But um,
1: I have good news for you, there, there is a species where they will not only fill any container you put them in, they will overflow any container you put them in, and they've <laughs> they will overflowed. break the container. Yeah, they've overflowed from their planet into every planet they've touched, <laughs> and now well, they've like, come. They've come to Glyce six six seven C little C. Yeah.
2: So, 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 but anyway, in like the I same said. vein that we were talking about, like it's really naive for them to be kind of blasé about all of this, like. I don't think this is the first time this kind of thing oh, has happened. Absolutely right? not. Like, I mean,
0: that was the thing Owen was intimating for literally the entire episode. This is like, this, right. is, this is Baikal 101. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's probably right. like...
1: There, there, granted, granted, we don't know much about uh, uh, the incidence of natural life in this universe. Like, we don't have those Drake equation variables here. But like, I don't think it's unbelievable to say that there's probably Baikal black sites where they found planets with life took them off the books and are fucking right. with them
2: right and yep. and and this character can't believe that because there's nothing quote-unquote on record right but, like but,
1: but like that's the part that's just absurd it makes me think that like our, our protagonist is genuinely stupid <laughs> <laughs> that, like they, they they work for a corporation of this size and mm-hmm. scope and scale yeah. like we like this is some like type three civilization shit okay. and they're like i i i that's
0: but getting yeah. back to getting back to what I was saying, because I, I I was reaching towards a point with that and I didn't quite reach it, but was that you know at the end of the game when you reach the middle of the oceanic mine, you find a living artificer, mm-hmm. and it goes oh, fuck and leaves. Well, it scans you and it goes ah dip and leaves right, <laughs> um and and you come to find out that the thing you're playing as, like the the character you are, the AI, is not an AI at all. It is it is a thing that the scientists made with, I think, the oceanic mind to like make their own artificer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That, right. that your your purpose is actually to be sort of an so, arm for the oceanic mind. Right.
0: And so, so but to 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 lead up to that point, the character is like, oh, you know, this sucks that they made the oceanic mind, but it's like super cool that it's dead because the danger has passed. But then like you find an artificer.
2: you're literally standing on all the ingredients you're in Uh, the ingredients for it and
0: yeah it's like oh i I really hope nobody makes pancakes out of all these pancake ingredients um (laughs) and then at the end of the game uh the character's like oh i think i'm gonna like stick around on this planet for a few months before the next like buy call shipment shows up and i'm like Bro, that thing is gonna be like chock to the brim with Sardaukar, Who are gonna like kill you right. immediately <laughs> right, and delete yeah. all your data? Like, right? This, and
2: he's he's like he's like this this idealist about like oh let's just go get more data. It'll be this, good. Yeah, like this. this hey, but we'll tell be, the
1: world once we this, tell, we'll catalog it all and
2: tell the world this ain't the
0: fucking expanse. Like Baikal <laughs> controls what media goes where, where. This is like I don't know. Yeah, maybe yeah. we're all
2: just cynical cynical dudes, but like. This, no this no like i think he has a very purified I, I mean, perspective on purpose like well,
1: the, the game is also like very specifically about like the intersection of like climate change and capitalism <laughs> and so it's like I'm, I'm sorry then i'm gonna talk about your character in that context <laughs> like, yeah
2: yeah like like the the naivety doesn't match up with everything else you're laying out right like, like, you, like you,
1: you made a game that is what if cyberpunk was marine biology instead of cyber technology yeah like yeah
0: anyway interesting so besides guys, besides, besides that dissonance
2: saying, i actually really enjoyed it <laughs> yeah no
0: i mean it was a fun game yeah. yeah it's a great it. game yeah. i would recommend it to anyone who wants to spend a quiet weekend uh playing a um an exploration game you know um yeah. but
1: uh I, I would love for um ellery v i forget what their last name is ellery something voss Voss, Ell- yes. ellery voss i would love for ellery voss to like spend an evening with like one saxophers russell and one Anne claiborne or something <laughs> Oh like <that>. man! like <laughs> oh man yeah mr blow your comes fuzzy down.
0: mind buddy like yeah <laughs> um so uh i was gonna say you guys keep saying he for the main character i don't remember any pronouns
2: i didn't ascribe a gender to them uh, actually okay. like I, I, every I, ellery kind of... i've ever
1: met in my like day-to-day life is male so i assumed by using the name ellery um, yeah no like that's that's
2: fair i i I caught that after you'd done it but i had never yeah it it was never important in any of it i read i read the character as female but i don't know where that
0: yeah reflex came from you know so whatever um cool
2: maybe that's a reflection on us matt
0: yeah yeah uh, <laughs> I mean the iron dumbass might as well you know <laughs> reign supreme um, cool well uh any anything else you you guys wanna say about this
1: um, I really, really... liked there uh, there's a bit of writing I liked that I think um is easy to like get lost or forget about with this game that really stuck with me where um the uh where Ellery talks about their, their upbringing on earth. Oh yeah. Um, that I found like, like of course, like this is me, the climate doomer. Um, <laughs> long time listeners to the show will recognize me as the, the climate doomer on the show, but, um, there's, they talk about how their parents were marine biologists. And I think they said their father followed the last pod of sperm whales on yeah as they died and like was recording their like weird spatial whale song music and it's a language that was never decoded it was never understood and it's just fucking gone now and then like i forget where they're from i think they were like from like an island in the mediterranean and like it's an island that got swallowed by the ocean and that they were refugees
2: Uh, she mentions growing up in the azores which are off the coast of spain and africa yes
1: there we go there we go um and and that that when that happened they had to to flee to london and so they lived by the thames barrier uh which i found to be like is it a little on the nose of course like is it still like an evocative like 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 place for like refugees to be unceremoniously dumped like like climate refugees like absolutely
2: yeah but but also like you know, and we were talking about it earlier with the the idea of of flooded New York and how they're building a seawall there. Like I had a moment this week, another personal anecdote we're going on, but I had a moment this week where I was just really fucking upset because I'd watched a video about them building the uh, the Long Island seawall, um, which is a response to Hurricane Sandy flooding the shit out of Long Island. Mm-hmm. Um, And and I was just really upset because we're building a wall but we're not doing anything to pressure the actual problem right right? like that's the way that's the way we've always done it but but like i i had a very introspective moment based on this moment i'm describing where i realized like i'm mad at humanity for not doing anything about it and i realized "Mm, i'm mad at myself about not doing a few things and i'm gonna go work on that but also like that doesn't change the fact that me being mad about this is real and, and valid. Right. That like, no, that, that, not. that being frustrated with that, that set of circumstances isn't weird. And, and my brain flashed to like Blade Runner 2049 and the giant seawall in that movie. Well, right? or, or
1: even the, the opening crawl in that movie. Yeah. Where, yeah. it yeah. Describes that. Like I, Oh, hold on. I'm going to find it. Cause I want to get the exact wording. Right. Cause there, there's, there's a line in the, um, Blade Runner 2049 opening crawl that has just a very particularly chilling.
2: It digs in uh, a way that like oof,
1: a particularly chilling arrangement of words. So um, I
0: have a pr- I have a proposal. So um, hold on.
1: Hold on. I have it here in front of me. OK, you've you found um, it. I was
0: good. I thought I had time.
1: After a series of violent rebellions, the manufacturer, blah, 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 androids are outlawed on earth. The collapse of ecosystems in the mid 2020s led to the rise of the industrious Neander Wallace, whose mastery of synthetic farming of the collapse of ecosystems. As if this is like a a event that like living people can remember happening in succession, like a short series of wars or
2: something. And and that hit me the same way or, or the, the Oxy UN, the, the, the countries that still have breathable air hit me in the same way, right? Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, fuck. Like, like you know, I, I don't think it's really that unreasonable with what we've been given to be a climate doomer um, because we sure have been given very little large-scale hope on any of it in, in our generation. <laughs> um,
0: you know, when I was a kid there was a very popular sort of hypothetical question that went around a lot. It was if, um, if you had a time machine and you could go back in time and murder like one person, who would it be? Um, and I got to say at this moment, it is a real toss up between um, Robert Welch and, and Phyllis Schlafly. Um, <laughs> I feel like that would do a lot of good. If they never existed to do their thing. Uh, anyway, yeah. All right, you guys ready to do the the things at the end? Yeah, we need sure. to do. All right. Uh... Actually, hold on. Before
1: we do that, I want to I want to say one more thing. Okay. Um, I brought up Arthur C. Clarke before. Longtime fans will remember that I'm the big Arthur C. Clarke. No. Um, uh, <laughs> anyway. <the> <laughs> The, the other the, I, I mentioned this game reminded me of, of his books a lot if you like this game there's two books like i'm i'm giving y'all's homework at home if you're listening to the show
2: <laughs> now it's a book club for real yeah
1: yeah, yeah. this book club got books now
0: uh, you mean Arthur's, again again because this is an outgrowth of our original book club
1: there, there's there's two books by arthur c Clarke i want to recommend arthur c Clarke uh moved away from england in the 50s and moved to sri lanka um And in the 80s, he got into, like, snorkeling and scuba diving. And then he wrote several books that weirdly just had, like, a lot of weird undersea creatures in them. And I wanted to shout out two of them. Um, If you like this game, if you like the weird underwater life and uh, like imagining how intelligent species who evolve underwater could possibly, like, create technology and manipulate the world around them, I'd recommend reading a, a book called Songs of Distant Earth. Which is like a super cool Arthur C. Clarke book that has to deal with aliens or like with alien life at at the cusp of intelligence evolving on a mostly ocean covered planet and the humans that are spreading like a horrible diaspora across the universe coming to colonize that planet and like the friction that comes from there. Um, And then another book that he wrote like less than a year later that also features lots of weird underwater lobster people is uh, the sequel to 2001, 2010 um, is actually like (laughs) super, super cool book. Um, And anyway, also has like weird semi-intelligent like underwater people in like, and, and like goes to some length to like imagine like what an alien underwater ecology could look like. That, that, that was the last bit I wanted to do before the Bad standards. We can Bad Standard now. Okay. Uh,
0: bad standards time. All right, Kenan. Mm-hmm. I want you to close your eyes. Kay.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. You, are your eyes closed? I'm here. Are you a fucking liar? Are your eyes closed? No. I'm just kidding. My <laughs> eyes are closed. No. no. Okay. And then I want <laughs> now they're you open because ma- I'm laughing. <laughs> no. I want, I want you to imagine a dive suit. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the one from this game. Just imagine mm-hmm. that.
2: Entirely of Dorito.
0: Okay. Now shrink it down about a head. Okay. Okay. Make the head like the helmet on the dive suit much, much bigger. Mm-hmm. Make the torso a little bit shorter, but a little bit wider. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then put cat ears on it. Okay. And then put May Barowski in it. Okay. <laughs> and then tell me about how that goes. Um... <laughs> oh,
2: boy. Uh... Feel
0: free to chime in, Owen.
2: I don't, I don't think May does well here due to the social isolation. Mm. Um, but I think May is going to key into all the bullshit way faster. That I, ooh, that's a good point. Um, all right, like, all right. like May would show up and be like, "Yo, fuck cops! What the fuck's going on here? Where's my friend?" Right, like,
1: I, I, I think, um, if if I can jump in here a tiny bit, mm-hmm. I, I think May on a personal level probably not doing well. Enough think you're I think you're right on that like I think this like isolation and like low-key dread that looms over this game probably not good for May no nah. I'll tell you I don't think May's a very naive person
2: no 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 um yeah I think I think maybe those bits get get dredged up a little bit quicker what so you, um, so you
0: think she actually does find the button that turns on all the volcanoes I <laughs> at the very
1: least like I think May would figure out a way to somehow send like a message back to Baikal. like a transponder message that says like all the artificers are dead. Don't come here. The right, blood, the atmosphere is poisonous now. Mm.
0: Right, the, blo- know, like the, bloom is, the bloom is much worse news than you thought. Yes. Yeah.
1: Like I like I like I don't know if like just cause like the tools that are available to us in this game are not such where there's not just like one big reactor we can set off and the whole station blows up kind of thing. Right, right. right, right, But like, I suspect may would have the motivation and the means to like, make this a no go for Baikal.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think she would find a way to, uh, to, you know cross it off on their list stick
1: it to the man
2: yeah nice
0: to stab them in the hand yeah yeah i was always the worst at that one um kind <laughs> words out of five so in this segment you are going to compare video games that already exist such as kind words numerically to the game we just played so kind words out of five gentlemen I think um, there's an element of social isolation in kind words.
1: Yeah, I I, I think this um, to, to to mark the listeners at home's bingo cards. There's a non-zero value of kind words
2: here. <laughs> yeah. um, bingo bango. I, I think it's I think it's low though because there's not much else.
0: Right, but I was just saying, you know, in in kind words, you you send letters um, to people, and it's it's usually. One or two exchanges, like it's not an extended exchange, right? Well,
1: and, and it's a lot of people uh dumping out their anxieties, and uh, Ellery dumps out their anxieties like in a big way where like at first there's like oh yeah this person was my colleague it's like actually I, like i had a protracted relationship with them and like the these are like some of the weird ways in which our like, relationship never quite works but like here i am and i don't know why i'm here i shouldn't be
2: and here Ended like, suddenly and i don't know why i'm here yeah, like and- i'm just saying
0: like if if there there's there's probably a particular page on like tumblr or instagram where somebody posted a picture and it says mood and it could equally apply to both these games. That's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. All right. I'm going for a real rogue move. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to give this four kind words.
2: Fucking Ooh. hell. Uh, citation needed. Yeah.
1: I just gave it to you. Like, like, like <laughs> literally this person is spilling their emotional guts out. Like like as they're going like, mm. like talking about their own anxieties and their own misgivings or misunderstandings or about their, their relationship. And the fact that like they can tell that they are still, that the relationship still has hooks in them, even though they can't figure out exactly what they are or why they are and that they have or like how to deal with them. Yeah, yeah. And like what to think when you find uh, uh minute, like floating in the ocean where they should not be able to survive. And they, are not dead um, but not not quite alive
2: yeah yeah um, okay yeah no i'm with you and and they're doing this sort of communicate into the void to get it out
1: yeah and and that also like the big science fiction plot of this game is also like sort of a a a reckoning for this person's whole career that their, their career has been cataloging and declaring planets dead well, and then and there's
0: like, there's all the final messages from the dead divers you find as well. Oh, Yeah, God.
1: yeah. In in, in, the, in the, I don't think this game is hopeful, but I think this game thinks it is hopeful.
0: Constantine yeah. Hess is a complete asshole.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the this game did a weird thing where it brought back audio logs in an effective way, <laughs> and but I they appreciated
0: weren't, they that. weren't audio but, but, logs, but it's but, that yeah. it's
2: that spirit, right? Yeah, of yeah, yeah. the 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 environmental storytelling through text. Yeah, it's sort of it's <laughs> that sort of actually came back like they make it like two
1: thirds of the game before you start running into these things. So it makes it like really um exciting and titillating to find mm-hmm. these little bits of text. Cause like well,
0: Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think you're you're raising a really important point. It's it's important that you've already mastered how to play the game and are invested mm-hmm. in what's happening and what's there by the time you are experiencing the the more that you could yeah you excellent yeah
1: yeah it's like if you ever if you've ever used like your friend's laptop when they're not there it's actually not that interesting to like try and fuck with their instant messenger or like go through their stuff like people don't actually have salacious shit on their computer right yeah
2: yeah it's not that exciting right yeah they keep that shit on their phone come on yeah um yeah going to be near me require my fingerprint <laughs> motherfucker
0: so anyway um okay keenan you have a problem with four
2: uh i don't have anything against it so i'm good with it
0: all right cool XCOM, pick pick one god damn well okay i will say terror give this, of the deep
1: yeah i was about to i was about to say i give this five out of five terror from the deeps yeah um
0: <laughs> no i mean there's like a there's an alien vibe um, especially like in XCOM, you never truly know any of the alien species you're dealing with.
1: Well, um, and like, and like, they also all like implicitly have a history that you are not like party to whatsoever. Yeah.
2: yeah. I would. So, yeah. yeah. And, and it's all, it's all like you're classifying it from your perspective and your limited viewpoint. I think that's worth like a,
1: I think it's like a worth a one or a two. I think
0: I'm feeling it too. Um, I, like I don't know two. about you.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with that.
0: Okay. Cool control.
1: Ooh, uh, yeah. That's well, kind of how I feel. Like a ooh, I wanna give this. Honestly, probably another two. Yeah. Um, I I think um, control is definitionally unknowable. Like like the the world of control and the
2: mm-hmm. uh, it's sort of in its fabric that you don't get to know everything. Well, if they yeah. ever like, they
0: ever explained what the council and the pyramid was to me, it would be dumber than the thing I was imagining.
2: Yeah, whereas
1: uh, yeah, this game, they,
2: if they use single words for that, I'd be upset. Yeah,
1: whereas this game, like implicitly, is this is an understandable world.
0: right Um, you just don't happen to understand
1: it if i spent my lifetime here and 500 other people spent their lifetimes here we could probably begin to understand this ecology pretty well
2: yeah and i mean you even get a picture enough of a picture of it as the player Mm -hmm. to to really uh you know grok it but also um yeah it doesn't have the same inherent uh
1: A little bit of a side here, a little bit of a distraction here from from uh, the bad standards. Th- something I found myself wondering is um, the ecology that we see on this planet is is, is to some degree like artificial, like the the, the artificial sirs. Well, it
0: uh, is. It is. It is like um, curated.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and reactive. Now, Now I could see if I was someone manufacturing an ecosystem and I wanted it to just work harmoniously, I would design it in such a way that these like set of like, I don't know how many plants and animals are in this game, like 20, a hundred. I don't remember. Um, What if I designed these creatures in such a way that they could just populate the entire planet and that we don't have to have like tropical and polar ecosystems that there's simply a mono ecosystem that envelops the whole planet. Or is it sort of, they
2: sort of they imply that with the way the stalks are talked about, about how there's a network underneath. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's, well, there's some of that in there.
1: Yeah, the, 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 that, that to me didn't necessarily read that way. Like um, yeah, me neither. Like, like, uh, okay. you know, the um, do you know, the, like the weird thing about birch trees is that they're, they're like actually some of the largest organisms on Earth um, the... be, because their roots actually connect to each other.
2: Nah, and so that
1: like like, yo, you remember when you went uh went with me to Idaho to see my family, and there's uh-huh. like those whole hillsides covered in birch trees, uh-huh. that's like one tree it's it's basically it's one organism because th- not only do the roots interconnect, but when the roots breach out of the ground, they will just sprout up as trees,
2: damn
1: and, and it's actually really fucked up because if one of them gets sick, like the whole mountain gets sick,
0: right, right, or it's like how uh they found out that like all the ant hives, yeah, the super colony ants, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah it's, that's how i read it was it yeah like, yeah yeah yeah.
1: so they, they, that was kind of my reaction when they were like oh yeah they're like connected underground it's like oh cool 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 i get it i get it
0: yeah we've done that i know i yeah. the allegories my family's yeah. um,
1: i know
2: yeah and and like the yeah i'm i'm lost and so, so like yeah. I, I just found
1: myself like torn between like do i think the artificers are so lazy that they designed one cre- <laughs> one set of creatures to encompass every part of their planet or is this whole planet just like full of trillions and trillions of species because the artificers don't have other hobbies
2: well part and- of part of what we get at is that the the there's an accident in one of the one of the labs well not actually an accident right but um there's no, an accident no, the guy did it on purpose, so that's why I'm saying it's not an accident. No, no, no. Um, he said
0: he said like he was doing something on purpose, but not explicitly that. Because okay. when you when you when you find his body, he's like, "Oh fuck, it's not going the way I thought it would," and he's right. like scared. Okay. Yeah.
2: So so they explode a big tank of material that fucks the entire ecosystem up. And what we end up learning along with this whole oceanic mind thing is that the artificers gave their lives to stabilize our fuck up that that they spent their last breaths making organisms that could process this bullshit we introduced to the environment because when you when you
0: find the third ecology it's it's covered in like things that look like seahorses that are just eating metal right
2: right and so so the the sort of thing like it is you're in a very like specific piece of this entire ecosystem, because you're in the piece that humanity fucked up and these guys saved, right? Um it, So, yeah, I, I suppose there's a lot more going on outside of that that you probably don't run into just by way of the scope of the game. But um the game is so limited in its scope that you don't get really any of that, right? what game are we comparing to control
0: control we were on a soft two but then owen digressed
2: no no that's fine i'm just no it was a good digression bring us back. we both um, agree but yeah to control yeah uh i think i think it's harder to push past a two because of the differences we've talked about yeah, right yeah, because the,
1: the, the, this world is like fundamentally knowable and explorable and control there's a there's not. a
2: clear start and stop like, like, yeah. If anything, is Control already... is
1: about the arrogance of thinking that the world of Control can be like <laughs> scientifically documented yeah, and yeah. catalogued. Yeah, and no, Control's no already motherfucker. flirting with
2: how it's related to their other properties. Right? No, like...
0: motherfucker. I told you it's Eldritch. <laughs> 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 uh, okay. Yeah, two. Uh, Oprah two. Din. Hmm.
1: I want... Like th- this is a mysterious game but like the it's way It's about it,
0: investigating a place.
1: It, it is but like it's uh, this game is so explicit and unambiguous and is also like not like asking you to execute on a very gamey thing like in the way that Oberden does. Yeah,
0: o- Oberden is it, it has that very gamey like who's who do the logic puzzle like thing yeah. to it. Yeah. No, I see. Yeah. Um but like there I, are I, I, like It is very nautical. You are examining a mystery, but the way you
2: go about that is completely different. So you're also serving your corporate masters. Yeah, there is that.
1: Yeah, I I think only on like the most like superficial ways is it is it at all like Oberdin. And I think like conceptually, it's it's completely. Yeah. If if anything, this game is a little too. Spoonfeedy in terms of like explaining its hmm. ideas and story to you. That like, I kind of wish this game had just like a hair more ambiguity to it. Now, but... if this
0: if this were to, if I were asking about Tacoma, we would just give it a fucking five, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um... yeah, so
1: I, I, yeah, I I I I would be I would be remiss to give this more than a one in Oberdin's. Okay.
2: I think that's fair. Yeah, I think they're I think they're doing similar story structures but the gameplay is so vastly different that Mm -hmm. that you can't really um say more than that
1: also just thematically like of what that what that game is trying to like make you think about and talk about and i mean
0: the 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 main character of this game is a naive baby and the main character of Oprah is the most cynical insurance appraiser that has ever
2: lived. <laughs> Who is unfazed completely by like, the bullshit they see. Your
0: your your brother was killed by an alien crab monster, you receive five pounds pension. <laughs>
2: like, whoa. <laughs> I love I love the end of that game too where it's yeah. so cut and dry and these specific terms when you're like nah bro there's actually way more to that like oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> okay a one uh gary's mod
2: oh <laughs> oh that's like, loving, that's like I'm a loving, zero
0: i'm loving these reaction noises this time <laughs> around you guys are just like like either like titillated or just uh excruciated right yeah
2: I I- Hard zero. I I will not be discussing this. Uh, It's a a zero because the the aims of the two things are so different. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gary's mod is this like H bomb of here's everything you can do, and this game is a laser of like do the linear thing, stare at the thing, analyze the thing. Yeah. Oh look, you've analyzed enough things. Engage in the story. Engage, Uh,
0: (laughs) engage vector. Move in the explicit direction I am allowing.
2: Yeah. Uh, um and 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 I think it executes on these things beautifully, but it is by no means the batshit insane toolkit that there is
0: there is no uh, dumb fun to be had, had here uh um, no, no okay um are i d- I don't believe this game qualifies for either of the awards that we i want to nominate gonna.
1: this game for a golden toilet skull.
0: Oh, 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 <laughs> go on.
1: When you are exploring uh, one of the arcologies, it might, it's either the second or the third one. Um, you find earth coral growing oh, inside yeah. the arcologies. These
2: random ass your, your pers- brain coral.
1: Yeah. Ellery's like, oh my God, brain coral, brain coral here. And then like right behind it, you find a broken fish tank <laughs> and it's like, that's the story. That's the story. You had a you had a fish tank. You had the hubris of bringing earth coral in a fish tank in your starship to an alien ocean planet to take it underwater into your underwater city, and then it (laughs) broke. That's the story.
2: And it hasn't really done the invasive species thing because turns out this is a balanced ecosystem. Also, Also,
0: coral is just really bad at being alive.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah, Like coral moves slow.
1: Like, like the like these people died a thousand
2: years from now. (laughs)
1: Yeah, because this like uh, this is Manet's parents' generation, presumably. So like this happened within like the space of like one or two human lifetimes.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, yeah.
0: Like, coral, from my understanding, is mostly the equivalent of like what if you made a fingernail an entire organism? Uh, so yeah. it's not not great.
1: What what if a rock was slightly more alive? Yeah, yeah. What if
0: we? Yeah, instead of tricking a rock into thinking like with computers, we tricked it into just growing. <laughs> um so yeah okay cool yeah no golden toilet skull for yeah. sure golden um, brain
2: coral like i wrote that down
1: in my notes like when i found that thing i was like oh that's a fucking toilet we skull.
0: really ought to create some sort of picture to tweet at people
1: <laughs> yeah, when they win these. Uh, okay, I don't want to... Uh, so I like your 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 impulse, but I don't want to do it because I do want to go to PAX someday if PAX ever happens again and <laughs> hand out real toilet skulls and completely dumbfound skulls. people.
0: I don't <laughs> think that these ideas are mutually exclusive. Like,
1: I
2: just don't want to warn them before they get oh, to plastic. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, you don't... No, I would rather it be a physical thing they have to listen to our podcast to understand. What,
0: what's, what scale are we... Th- is it like toilet scale or... No, no,
1: no, no this is like something like the size of a beer can and on the other side there's a qr code that takes you to shame.club and and it shows you that like it shows you a page that explains what a golden toilet skull is it's a funko
2: pop it's it's that scale of like
0: don't do that don't compare us to nerd
2: throw pillows i am i was scaling an item because it's a very known scale but sure i'm sorry i just have a disdain for funko pops that i said it three times and i feel gross
1: all right all right here's what we're gonna do we are going to excise the word funko pop from this conversation we're gonna say a can of mountain dew live wire
2: there we go (laughs) i'd rather it be pitch black if i'm being honest or balls (laughs) balls yeah
1: no balls is a beverage from a bygone era
0: (laughs) all right well anyway uh it is time to say the magic words what are we playing next time
1: uh, next week, we are playing a post-apocalyptic turn-based tactical combat and management game called Dead State. Ooh,
0: which, which recently games. got like some sort of content update, yeah?
1: Not recently, but it did get a content update. since okay. I'm yeah. to The Xbox. second one's an
2: Xbox exclusive, right? No, what?
1: you were thinking of... Um, yeah, you're thinking of State a different of, game. You're thinking of State of Decay. Ah, okay. They came out at the same time, so my
2: brain... They sure the did, and
1: I... S- I don't know this to be the truth, but I believe it in my gamer heart that State of DK ate Dead State's breakfast. Um, and that's oh, why that know...
0: definitely happened.
1: Yeah. And so that's why, like, nobody, I, I literally know no one who's played Dead State, and I think it's a really, not phenomenal game, but just really great game.
0: Well, sometimes, I mean, and Keenan has sort of harped on this in the past, sometimes you really just need to play a solid-ass B game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like, like yeah.
1: I, I this, this game Looking is at you, definitely... Star
0: Wars
2: Jedi power battles.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I, I would say this is even a B plus game. Okay. I wasn't you know, trying
0: like... to necessarily degrade the game, but I'm saying like,
1: no, no, the... but I, no I, I didn't think you were. But I, I, I want people to know that, like, I think um, this game's got chops.
0: One of the most wonderful things about the hobby of video games is occasionally you find a game that is just total dog shit in every single way, except that loop. That gameplay yeah, loop you love is hot no, as fuck. It, it's bad, but it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Where can they uh, find us online?
1: Uh, you can go to shame.club or Shame Business or really anywhere that podcasts are hosted. Um, there might be still a few spots here and there that we haven't put up on, but you
2: know. I have friends who listen to our show on services I've never heard of because of the trickle down from the things we are on. So okay. I feel pretty comfortable. Well,
1: hopefully it's just that. using the RSS so that we get those download numbers still so that we can feel good when we see the number go up. Yeah, or idea. like it's
2: an iTunes trickle or a Spotify trickle Cause usually.
1: Because there are podcast services out there where they download your MP3 once and then you never see the downloads after Ooh,
2: that. Ooh, quit fucking yeah. my metrics up, y'all. Yeah,
1: yeah. they put your podcast inside their garden. It's fucked up.
2: Okay,
0: well, I don't care about metrics. I care about S- serotonin. Please
2: the metrics give you the serotonin. Yes, oh, yeah, that's, yeah.
0: What, that's what I'm saying. I don't like, but I don't, I don't like, on a fundamental level, I do not care what the numbers are. I just want to see them and I want my brain to go,
2: oh. We talk Wait, into microphones sees... and the numbers go up.
1: Yeah, we yeah. don't get ad money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Anyway, I think that is it for this. We are this. at
2: Bad Playstyle on Twitter. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and I stream Monday, Wednesday, Friday. At twitch.tv slash savory scrimp, if you feel like spending um, also, time with me.
1: If you have game codes, comments, corrections, and unsolicited JPEGs, you can find us at badplace.gmail.com. <laughs>
0: See, I like that. I like the way
2: you said that. It was in And ambiguous. you can send Matt Dit
1: pics there, too. Fuck! I, <laughs>
2: I feel like you should probably use PNGs for our storage, though. Uh, yeah, all right. Eh,
0: um, whatever. Later, friends. It's been real. Um, I hope you enjoyed the game. I hope you join us next time. Uh, I love you. Goodbye.
1: Today was composed by Ben, aka Bucci Baby. You can hear this and more like it at SoundCloud.com slash Bay. That's B U C C I
2: B A E. Stay fresh.